0: Hello and welcome back to the Talk Bible to Me podcast. I'm one of the hosts, Megan Rawlings, joined by my lovely co-host,
1: Emily Richardson.
0: And we are so excited because today we are going to be diving into 1 John chapter 2, verses 15 through 27. But before we do that, we just want to say thank you so much to our sponsors. Take a minute and listen and hear what they have to say. You are listening to the Talk Bible to Me podcast. Join Megan and Emily as they work verse by verse through the book of 1 John here in Season 5. Before we get started, a message from our sponsor.
2: Hi, I'm Sydney English, the Director of Ministry Engagement at Go Ministries. Let me ask you a question. What could you do with a dollar a day? Well... Here at Go Ministries, a dollar a day helps us provide resources to kids out in the Dominican Republic, helps get them off the street, provide ministry mentorship opportunities and basic needs for all of the kids in our four areas of ministry. Through sports, medical, church planting, and in our Go school, $30 a month will help provide these kids all of these incredible opportunities. Learn more at gomin.org/sponsor. We
0: absolutely love Go Ministries. We're so excited to be partnering with them. And you should absolutely take on a child for as little as $30 a month. You can help a child make sure they have food. Um, they get involved in sports, school, and all the things. So that is definitely something you need to check out if you haven't yet. Emily, what is going on in your life? Tell me what's happening, sister
1: so much my daughter turns five on friday what and i i spent this morning making like a video of some photos i took of her and a couple of little like videos to go with it and i was weeping (laughs) making this darn video ah five so she's my for now my youngest uh, until the next one's born but so it's weird it's weird she's No more baby. She's like, she's She's like a kid. She's like a school age kid. She is. She is. You are. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Wow. (laughs) And she has like the best personality and she makes you feel like you're the most important person in the room. So that kid will go places. Yeah. She will. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Well, um, right before we started recording this episode, we were talking about. What is happening at Asbury? And so um, mm-hmm. I'm going to go check it out tomorrow because I'm dying to know, like, okay, people are saying this is the start of a revival and revival is marked by a couple of things and we can talk about that another time, but I am so excited. So um, when you guys are listening to this podcast, I'll be on my way to Wilmore, Kentucky, checking out Asbury College and being a part of a really cool worship experience from what i'm hearing so super excited to do that emily are you ready to dive into first john chapter two
1: i am i am you're gonna have to tell us all about too how asbury goes because i'm so curious i've seen stuff on social media um but to hear it from somebody i know who's actually been there that will be that'll be interesting to hear what it's all about you (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh, there you go. So check it out. <laughs> what's happening? No, yeah. I'm super <laughs> pumped just to experience it and like, you know, I I have a lot of friends who have I live close to there, close ish, you know, about two hours. And a lot of my friends are telling me it's the real deal. And I was telling Emily, and I mm-hmm. hate to admit this because I don't want to be this person, but part of me is like, Is it the real deal or is this wishful thinking? And honestly, my prayer is that it is, and it seems to be, mm-hmm. I mean, the worship and the service has been going on for a week, over a week now, a week and a couple of yeah. hours, and it just appears that everyone who has visited says that it is a true act of worship, no matter what kind of big names show up, nobody tries to steal the show, it's yeah, it's student-led, faculty is helping with that. Um And Asbury, I was told today by our friend Brianna Bolton, who lives in um, Lexington, she said that she visited and she said Asbury views it as they're hosting this. It's not like them mm-hmm. doing it. It's just we're the place where it happened. So I really admire the humility that is happening with this. And yeah. that's definitely yeah. a huge indicator for me that this is something real. And I'm really excited to participate and um hopefully just worship alongside some awesome people and see what
1: happens right yeah yeah that's awesome I wish I could go
0: me too just come on down we'll go together I'll wait on you
1: (laughs) (laughs) there we go a little longer for me (laughs)
0: but yeah Okay, awesome. So if you have not listened to the first couple of episodes that we have been working through um, for 1 John, make sure you go back and listen to these in order, because we are working through the book of 1 John verse by verse. And this season, we are using our bold method. And so the very first letter of this acronym is B, which is begin with prayer in the Bible. So, Emily, I'm you're like the prayer girl when we start this. So <laughs> do you care to lead us in prayer for this?
1: I'd love to be known as the prayer girl. That's fine with me.
0: <laughs> I mean, you know, how it's like um, Superman has an S on his chest. <laughs> I'll just put like oh, a PG. P. Yeah.
1: <laughs> PG. <laughs> All right. Go for it. All right. I got it. Father, thank you for, um, God, just thank you for loving us. Thank you that you are moving in our country. I pray for the revival in Asbury, Lord. Would it be real? Would it be um, more than just what's going on right now? God, would you work through that into the weeks and months and years leading forward, especially in these students' hearts? Our younger generation needs you, Lord, and so I pray that this would strengthen them to be a bold generation that would stand up for your truth and um, that this would be the start of some really great things in our youth. I pray over this podcast, Lord, as always, would you just speak through us? Would everything that we share be um, honoring to you, that we would only say what you want us to say, Lord, and that it would be um, for your glory and for our good? In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen. Awesome. All right, so now we're going to begin with the Bible. And when we begin with the Bible, there are a couple of things that we like to do. The first is we like to read Scripture in three different translations just to get a good grasp on what we're um, diving into. So we also have three sections of translations. That's how we break up our translations. The first is word for word. The second is thought for thought. And the final is paraphrased. So for the word for word translation, Emily is going to be translating from the Greek today. And so if you'll pull out the <laughs> Nestle Alon and begin that translation, it'd be great.
1: Plug your ears. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I don't know any Greek. That's not true. Just pulling your leg. <laughs> oh, I guess that's not true. I know a few things. That's exactly. I that. couldn't. I could not read it fluently. Okay, I'm going to be reading actually from the Christian Standard Bible, the CSB. Um, I have a special place in my heart for this one because this is the one my husband preaches from at our church, so it's very familiar. Yeah, very special. But we're going to be reading First John two fifteen through twenty seven. All right. It says, "Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him." For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride in one's possessions is not from the Father, but is from the world. And the world with its lust is passing away, but the one who does the will of the of God remains forever. Children, it is the last hour, and as you have heard that the Antichrist is coming, even now many Antichrists have come. By this we know that it is the last hour. They went out from us, but they did not belong to us, for if they had belonged to us, they would have remained with us. However, They went out so that it might be made clear that none of them belongs to us. But if you have an anointing from the Holy One and all of you know the truth, but sorry, you have an anointing from the Holy One and all of you know the truth, I have not written to you because you don't know the truth, but because you do know it. And because no lie comes from the truth. Who is the liar, if not the one who denies that Jesus is the Christ? This one is the Antichrist, the one who denies the Father and the Son. The one who denies the Son has... But no, sorry. Out of breath because I'm pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> no one who denies the son. <laughs> no one who denies the son has the father. He who confesses the son has the father as well. What you have heard from the beginning is to remain in you. If what you have heard from the beginning remains in you, then what then you will remain in the son and in the father. And this is the promise that he himself has made to us, eternal life. I have written these things to you concerning those who are trying to deceive you. As for you, the anointing you received from him remains in you, and you don't need anyone to teach you. Instead, his anointing teaches you about all things and is true and is not a lie, just as it has taught you, remain in him.
0: You did great reading that. I know you said you were out of breath (laughs) and pregnant, but I thought you did a fantastic (laughs) job. (laughs) And I'm not (laughs) pregnant and I'm still going to be out of breath. So let's do this. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm going to be reading from the um, CEB, the Common English Bible. And this is actually this Bible translation is, is between, oops, is between the word for word and thought for thought, but I like to put it in the thought for thought. So let's do it. All right, starting in verse 15. Don't love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in them. Everything that is in the world, the craving for whatever the body feels, the craving for whatever the eyes see, and the arrogant pride in one's possessions is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world and its cravings are passing away, but the person who does the will of God remains forever. Little children, it is the last hour— Just as you have heard that the Antichrist is coming, so now many Antichrists have appeared. This is how we know it is the last hour. They went out from us, but they were not really part of us. If they had been part of us, they would have stayed with us. But by going out from us, they showed that they are not part of us. But you have an anointing from the Holy One, and all of you know the truth. I don't write to you because you don't know the truth, but because you know it. You know that no lie comes from the truth. Who is the liar isn't the person who denies that Jesus is the Christ this person is the antichrist the one who denies the father and the son everyone who denies the son does not have the father but the one who confesses the father or, sorry who confesses the son has the father also as for you what you heard from the beginning must remain in you if what you heard from the beginning remains in you you will also remain in relationship to the son and in the father this is the promise that he himself gave us eternal life. I write these things to you about those who are attempting to deceive you. As for you, the anointing that you received from him remains on you, and you don't need anyone to teach you the truth. But since his anointing teaches you about all things, it's true and not a lie, remain in relationship to him just as he has taught you. How'd you feel about that translation or that version? I like that one. Yeah, actually. I haven't I'm not
1: sure that I've ever heard of that version Yeah, before. I
0: haven't used the Common English Bible much. Um, but, you know, we're trying to introduce our audience to some different things. So, why not, right?
1: Always good to try something right. new.
0: Okay, and then our paraphrased. What are you reading from, Miss M?
1: I put uh, you on the spot, didn't I? Uh, sorry, you did. not we talked about one. it?
0: And I don't think we ever confirmed what we
1: were doing, did we? We didn't decide. I can pull it up super fast. How about the God's
0: Word translation? Or the Good News translation? The Good News translation.
1: The Good News. The G-N-G. Good News translation. Yeah, let's do it. Got it right here. Cool. All right. Do not love the world or anything that belongs to the world. If you love the world, you do not love the Father. Everything that belongs to the world... What the sinful self desires, what people see and want, and everything in this world that people are so proud of, none of this comes from the Father. All of it comes from the world. The world and everything in it that people desire is passing away, but those who do the will of of God live forever. My children, the end is near. You were told that the enemy of Christ would come, and now many enemies of Christ have already appeared, and so we know that the end is near. These people really did not belong to our fellowship, and that is why they left us. If they had belonged to our fellowship, they would have stayed with us, but they left so that it might be clear that none of them really belonged to us. But if you have had the Holy Spirit poured out on you by Christ, and so all of you know the truth, I write you then not because you do not know the truth, instead it is because you do know it, and you also know that no lie ever comes from the truth. Who then is the liar? It is those who say that Jesus is not the Messiah. Such people are the enemy of Christ. They reject both the Father and the Son. For those who reject the Son reject also the Father. Those who accept the Son have the Father also. Be sure then to keep in your hearts the message you heard from the beginning. If you keep that message, then you will always live in union with the Son and the Father. And this is what Christ himself promised to give us, eternal life. I am writing this to you about those who are trying to deceive you. But as for you, Christ has poured out his spirit on you. As long as his spirit remains in you, you do not need to, anyone to teach you. For his spirit teaches you about everything. And what he teaches is true, not false. Obey the spirit's teaching then and remain in union with Christ. I love that. This,
0: I'm really yeah, excited too. to dive into this passage um, when we get into the uh, learn more um because there's just so many goodies that yeah. I've learned from my extra biblical resources so, so much out. so now that we've read this yeah. and what we do is we read it in three translations and we read it out loud because scientific studies have shown that when we read things out loud they tend to stick mm-hmm. in your memory and so um we've read it out loud and we ask that you annotate the scripture and that you outline it. I'm actually trying to do, like, I I printed off our How to Study the Bible kit. Oh, yeah. I love it. And I'm actually trying to follow it. Like, my notes are on my phone. My How to Study the Bible is in front of me. And it is just a good time, guys. So, let me show you. I've got notes. I've got my study. So, The
1: next thing after multiple (laughs) translations is annotating this.
0: (laughs) Why are you laughing?
1: You've become like a true Bible nerd. Like you have all of your papers, all your notes.
0: Can you see part of my library behind me? So we're big proponents of like reading things that we don't agree with as well. Just to challenge ourselves, to make sure we're thinking for ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so my husband and I have all sorts of books from like, Every spectrum of theology, apologetics, all the things, atheists, everything. And this is like my one shelf that I know the stuff on most of it. Well, the stuff that you can see is good. (laughs) So I've got some stuff on the bottom (laughs) that I would not recommend for people to read. And I have, I think most of the top is philosophy books. So yeah, I've got the works of John Owen, and then I've got John Edwards, so and then C.S. Lewis, and uh, oh. and then my husband is an attorney, so there's like history books. But this is this is my pretty shelf. <laughs> I have like pretty. Shelf. It is pretty. I yeah. love it. So anyway, that's that's my because <laughs> I'm so sophisticated. Anyway. It-
1: <laughs> It's my dream to one day have a library with a rolling oh, ladder. Oh, that would be so cool. So I can, like, not only look really smart with a full wall full of books, but then, just like Belle, I can, oh, you want that book? All right, I'll slide <laughs> across and grab it for you.
0: Just let me climb <laughs> my sliding ladder.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Uh... My kids would be on that. Yeah, in it, two literally,
0: seconds. I was like, Judah would have so much fun with that ladder. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So, <laughs> um, if you need a guide for annotation in our study guide, we do tell you how you can annotate scripture, um, and so that's a really helpful. I love this thing. We spend a lot of time on it, and it's just I'm really proud of it. And then we even give you an example of what your annotation can look like. So, thank you, Megan Kemp, you for designing that for us. And then. Yeah, I keep hitting the mic. Can you hear it when I hit it? Okay, good. (laughs) These are like so good. I can't. Okay. And then we want you to outline (laughs) the passage. So we're not going to do those two things, the annotation and the outlining of scripture, because of the format that you're doing this with but if you're studying scripture on your own i highly recommend that you outline because that means if you're reading it you have to think through it which brings us to the next letter of our acronym which is o on your own wrestle with the text and i'm just going to read straight from this just to kind of help us summarize what this means if you don't mind When we are studying the word of God, we want to give ourselves the chance to wrestle with the text before we run to study notes or commentaries that tell us more about what it is saying. As one of my favorite professors always says, Dr. Girdwood, that's who said this. Why do we care what man says about God when we haven't looked at what God says about God? We have helped by giving problems to probing. Oh, my gosh. I can't even read it by giving probing questions to help you navigate <laughs> critical thinking skills while working through the passage on your own. So the first question we ask, Emily, is summarize the passage in one sentence. Can you summarize the passage in one sentence? This is technically two passages. When As we're working through First John, we're doing two passages at a time. And so um, do you yeah. want to summarize the first or the second passage? Let's see. And then I'll take the
1: opposite. Um either one. I can do I can do the second one. I'll give you the easy one. Oh, okay. Okay. The shorter one.
0: Sometimes shorter ones are harder, <laughs> Emily. Okay. <laughs> I
1: know. <laughs> and it gives me more time to think about the yeah, second she's one. Like, yeah, I'll give you the easy one. <laughs> okay. Yours is longer, so
0: <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you got a lot is. more to pull from. It okay. Is. So, I guess that's why you said yours are shorter. So, what it is saying in one sentence is, do not love, care for, and devote your life to temporary things, because they will not fulfill you long term, and... Because the things of this world were never meant to fill the god size hole in your heart. There you go. That was a lot. Ooh. I kind of took others' stuff outside of that passage. But if I summarize that passage, that would be it.
1: Yeah. I think my yeah.
0: summarization was longer than That's the passage.
1: If you're not watching the video, my cat is nutso. She just jumped into the, hang on, she moved my Oh, notes.
0: man, my dogs it. do that. They walk on my laptop, and I'm like, dude. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this cat, I love her. She's amazing, but whew, she's still a kitten. Okay, all right, the second the second half. Um, Let's see. If you are, mm, hang on. <laughs> If you are, okay, if you are truly following Jesus and you have belief in him, if you're abiding in him and his word, you will know the difference between a lie and the truth.
0: Yeah. Okay. I like that. I like that. Yes. I, I approve. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it felt like. I was like, giving like, yeah, we'll go with Good. it. Good. Yeah. Megan's stamp <laughs> of approval. <laughs> all right. The second question that Ooh. we ask to wrestle with text on our own, what is the connection between this passage and the overarching theme of scripture? And the overarching theme of scripture is also called the metanarrative. So where does this line mm-hmm. up in that storyline? Because
1: all 66 books are telling one story. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say it lines up with the idea that we have an enemy, and that enemy, Satan, is out for our hearts to kill and destroy and separate us from the Father, but we also have a Father who fights for us and wants us to know, love, and worship Him because He knows it's for our good.
0: Yeah. So one of the things that I've been thinking through, and I just read, there's, um, of course, I can't think of his name right now. There's a guy that I'm studying in preparation for our biblical theology class, and it's all about the overarching theme of scripture, and, um, mm. Hawking <laughs> J's in my head. It's a different guy. That's not who it is. Um, anyway, this guy was a professor to Tim Keller, and I cannot believe I can't remember his name. So aggravating. I'll make sure that I put it in our- It'll s- come to you Yeah, when I'll we're put done it recording. in our study notes. <laughs> I'll make sure I put it in our study notes. Um, his name, okay. where you can find the book and everything. But one of the things that I was taught by a guy who's now my brother-in-law, but at the time he was not, Aaron Ellswick, uh, my senior year of high school, was teaching us Christ in the Old Testament and the narrative of Scripture. And so one of the things that I was reading over those notes was um, the story of Scripture can be summed up in four points, creation, fall, hmm. Mm-hmm. redemption and reconciliation no redemption yeah. and um restoration <laughs> restoration <laughs> restoration maybe that's hilarious so we can be summed up in four points creation fall redemption restoration and i think what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna put this part this passage in the restoration camp i'm gonna put it under that point mm-hmm
1: that's cool yeah I had a I really like um Risen Motherhood Mm -hmm. is a another podcast and they have a book and they have a really cool graphic that's really similar to that it's like four parts of a flower and it's like you'd have to just go look it up it's really neat it's a graphic you can get for your house too but um And it just shows like the same picture. It's got the creation is a full flower and then there's the fall and the flower's dead. You know, it's really cool though. And it's a good, good way to remember that same four points.
0: So that's what I'm going to say. Okay. Third and final question for wrestling with the text on your own. Okay. Now that we know what this is saying, what is it not saying?
1: Hmm. I do too. Because it's
0: like, okay, I'm going to really think about this. Um, And when we can, and again, when we can know what it's not saying, that helps us understand better what it is saying. Because we're taking out those uh, preconceived notions or um, whatever things that we bring into reading it. I'm going to say for the first section of scripture, the first passage here, which will be verses 15 through 17, something that it's not saying is. Um you can love the things of this world and God equally. Yeah. And it's not saying it's not giving permission to be proud of what you have on the earth.
1: Hmm. Yeah. I was thinking similar to that too. Um. it's not saying I guess similar actually more opposite it's not saying that everything in this world is bad or that you can't enjoy material things however on par with what you're saying we can't enjoy them equally yeah. to how or we more. enjoy God yeah or more definitely not more <laughs> Um, for the second part um, I had one and it just flew away. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> so if you have one, go ahead.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh. The second part, which would be verses 18 through the rest of it, <laughs> 27. Hmm. It does not say that, I'm trying to think how to word this to where it's not heretical. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It does not, oh, it is not condescending. Paul, or Paul, John here Mm. is specifically um, in verse 21, I write you then not because you don't know the truth. But because you do know it, and it's an encouragement. It's This is mm-hmm. not him trying to teach them something that they've never heard before. It's confirmation of the things they already yeah. know. They already know it. Mm-hmm. That's good. And it is not saying – I think this is really important. It is not – this is not the scripture to use in reference to losing salvation because it says – People walk mm. away from us. Mm-hmm. This is saying if yeah. they have left us, they were never with us. They were never fully committed. Mm-hmm. Um, we were just talking. I was talking to a friend yesterday about the different types of soil and the seeds and how you're like thrown on the different soils. I think yeah. you guys are studying at church right now, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, we actually, um, one of our ministry partners preached this Sunday and he preached on yeah. that
0: passage. And so... Um, this is the people who are leaving the church or like the people who are on the hard soil where it's the seed might sprout a little bit, but it's not going to have deep roots and it's not going to grow real strong. So that's what I'll say. Did you think of yours? Yeah,
1: that's good. Um, no, <laughs>
0: okay. no big deal. If Emily thinks of it, we will right. put it in the show notes.
1: <laughs>
2: Easy enough. Here we go. There we go. Hi, I'm Sydney English, the director of ministry engagement here at Go Ministries. Go Ministries empowers local leaders to make disciples in the Dominican Republic. The DR has some of the highest rates of teenage pregnancy in all of the world. Around 9.6% of girls will have a kid between the ages of 15 and 19 years old. It's also one of the top countries for sex tourism, so sex trafficking is a huge issue. One of the reasons that is a lot of young girls stay at home while their moms go out and work and so men are kind of, kind of have free reign, some of these houses with young girls at home left, left vulnerable. So one thing that Go does is we provide a place for girls to come and play sports and do things during the day and be out of the house and be off the streets. One girl specifically, Diana, joined um, our volleyball program and she came in just so shy and with no confidence, um, and her team was sponsored, and that gave her the opportunity to just hear the love of Jesus, hear who she is, learn more about him, and she was baptized within a year of being in our program. Later that year, a lot of her family members were also baptized, and um, we just got to see the kingdom of God multiplied, and all of this is thanks to the sponsorship program. Uh, We just want to invite you to join us at $30 a month. You can sponsor an athlete, sponsor a kid in our go school or sponsor a medical patient or church planting community and just see the kingdom of God multiplied.
0: All right. So let's move on to the, uh, letter L in our acronym, which is learn more, look up information and extra biblical resources and tools. And in our biblical or how to study the Bible, we list eight different resources and how they can help you with studying. But right now, Emily, why don't you kick us off? Because you're really good at this part. You're really good at having notes and all that great stuff. So do you have anything to kick us off with? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, the first one is um, it's from my commentary. I'm probably going to have a lot of commentary notes because I just really love this section. And um, sometimes other people can say it better than we do. <laughs> but I'll try to paraphrase it so I'm not just reading everything. Yeah. <laughs> um but the first thing that they noted, this is from the Exposures Bible Commentary, uh, and it says two reasons not to love the world from verse 15. And the first one is that love for the world precludes love for the Father. And then number two is that investment of love in the world is without meaning because the world is passing away. And so I just love these, um, just as those are reminders, because I think we can all get wrapped up in the things of the world myself included all the time even just this week i got all stressed out about birthday party planning and all the things um and so that reminder that when we start to love the things of the world and this is um i think it's important to note too that world here is not like um the good world that god created world here is like culture material things uh the kingdom that satan rules over so this is not like our the creation that God called good. This is different. It's more the culture world. Um, And when we love that part of the world more, it's always going to take over our love for the father. You can't, like you said earlier, you cannot love them both equally. You cannot love the world more than you love the father. And then the second with, um, when we love the things of the world, it's so meaningless because all those things are going (laughs) to burn. Maybe even in your lifetime, you think about the material things that you get attached to, um, you know, money, for instance, how quickly money can disappear. So, um, and then the second thing that I had about this, um, just this first section, these three things that are listed out, the desires of the flesh, the desires of the eyes, and the pride of life. um, We do something at our church called Rooted, uh, and it's just like a 10-week Um, It's not a Bible study. It's more like an experience type thing that we do with other believers. But, uh, and we touch on this, actually, we're going to be talking about it this week at our Rooted group, um, and how these are the things that build strongholds in your life. These are the things that Satan uses to distract you from your relationship with the Lord. These three specific things, and pretty much anything can fall under these categories. So the desires of the flesh would be all the material things that we go after, rebellion against god and his law or wanting to follow our hearts instead of wanting to follow god that's a big one these days and then the desires of the eyes um this can be like a sexual thing whether it's lust or you know things like that but it also can be greed and entertainment for our minds never letting your mind slow down enough to actually communicate with your father you're just busy um i know for me personally that can be like i like to listen to podcasts while i clean the house during the day and um but I've noticed that there are days where it's like, there's so much noise going on in my head that I don't even, I don't even stop to just rest. Um, just even what my ears are listening to. And then the last one is the pride of life. This is like, um, this is like a boasting pride. So like, there's, there's one thing to be like, oh, I'm really proud that I worked so hard on this project. And, you know, there's that kind of pride of like, you're, you're proud of what you've done. But then there's pride of boasting. Like I, this, you find your value in it and it makes you find your worth and, um, feeling like you're better than other people or you want to feel better than other people because of it. Um, like status symbols, things like that. Uh, these are things that easily get in the way and pride is, was Satan's downfall. So (laughs) it's a big deal, the pride of life. Um, And in the end, all these things are going to burn. No matter what they are, they're all going to burn, even if they're more spiritual. Um, When Jesus comes back one day, they will not be, they'll have no meaning for you. And so to invest your time and your life and your emotions and your energy, not like spiritual energy, but your physical energy into it, um, is going to bring you nothing in the end, even if it's just a temporary satisfaction that you get from it.
0: Absolutely. Um, I'm going to hit on just what you were talking about. Just a couple of notes on my part. Um, in verse 16, I also, I just want to hit on that one more time. John's not um, condemning the whole earth, and he specifically names mm-hmm. the things because he wants you to understand what he's saying, right? So he specifically names um the desires of the flesh, the desires of the eyes, and then pride. And so it's not talking about yeah. creation as much as culture, just like you were saying. And then finally in in 17, the world is passing away. Uh, St. Augustine said, hold fast to Christ, for he became temporal so that you might partake of of eternity. So Jesus... Became, he came to earth and took on human flesh was a hundred percent human, a hundred percent God, but he became temporal so that we can be immortal so that we can be eternal. And I just thought that was something I wanted to point out because we get that yeah. opportunity, but the things that distract us and those temptations and cultural things that we, that you mentioned, um, those are not eternal. And so why even waste your breath, yeah. Time, thought, energy—like you're saying—on something that's so temporary. Um, yeah, dead on. And that's all I've mm-hmm. got for that section. What you got for the next section?
1: Yeah. Um. So, the thing that stuck out to me is actually more of a my own kind of commentary, I guess. Uh, something that I noticed and would love sure. to talk about because I think it's, um, it's a very common thing in our world right now in our country specifically. But 18 through 22, talking about antichrists, it made me think about this, um, the deconstruction movement and how uh, there's actually a, I don't know if I'd call it a trend or a new, I don't know, weave of Christianity or what they call Christianity, where they, there are a lot of people saying that there are many Christs, that you are a Christ or I am a Christ. Um, Richard Rohr is a big one on this one. He's a well-known, um, I don't know, spiritual mystic, I guess, um, but would go kind of under the same umbrella as like Oprah or Rob Bell, that type, um, and talks about how, um, he takes a lot of verses out of context and this deconstruction movement also does the same thing about, I, and I can't off the top of my head think of which verses sure. are used, but talks about how, um, You are a Christ and I am a Christ because Christ is in us. And so we are all Christ's, a a typography of Christ, if you will. Um, But the irony of this is that this verse makes very clear there is one Christ, one Christ, and that is Jesus. He alone is the anointed one. He alone is the Messiah. We are not a type of Christ because Christ is in us. We are are still us, (laughs) but we are filled with Christ when we become believers. Um, but the irony is that there are many antichrists, and so there are many who will deny that Jesus is the Christ. They will deny the Son, and I think within that deconstruction movement and this movement of there are many Christs, that kind of thing, um, they're actually like living out an antichrist belief system. And so um, Satan is a deceiver, and this is the kind of irony that I think he loves to put into our belief systems because it's just a subtle twist it's just that little if he can get you to believe one thing that that doesn't seem harmful Um, and I think also um, historically evangelicals in our country have the the idea of this one antichrist that's coming at the end times and we focus on that we hyper focus on it but we miss the idea that like That may be so, but there are many antichrists. The antichrists are already here, and it's people that deny that, you know, the Father and the Son. So, um, let's see. Then on verse 24, um, it kind of breaks down this idea of deconstruction faith. Like, we are not meant to tear apart everything that we have Mm -hmm. learned, (laughs) we are not meant to, um, you know, break apart everything. If you grew up a believer, like, yes, you're supposed to test everything. And yes, you're supposed to adjust if you find out you were wrong on something. I think that's really important. Um, we should reassess often and study and make sure that we're not falling into false belief systems. Um, But we need to be checking these things against what the Bible says. It's not what our hearts may be feeling in that season. And I think a lot of deconstructing of faith a lot of um being deceived by satan is well i don't feel a certain way like i couldn't believe in a god who would do this or that um because i wouldn't do that so why would god that kind of stuff when we're basing it off of feelings i think it's gonna lead us into deception so um what we're supposed to be doing is abiding in god's word abiding in his truth um So that we're not deceived by our own form, our own version of the truth.
0: Yes. And I want to point something out. This is not in this passage, but I think it'll help us understand a little bit more. The end times, we are in the end times. But we've been in the end times since Acts 2, since Pentecost. uh, Because Joel prophesied that the end times would begin um with the marking of the pouring out of the holy spirit and that happened at acts 2 so we have been in the end time since yep. then and it talks he talks about knowing that you know we're towards the end and then as far as the um antichrists go antichrists mm-hmm. <laughs> it's plural, plural. <laughs> um yep yeah in verse yeah, verse 18, he says, this is how, therefore, we know that it is the last hour. And that's, I mean, we know that because of Pentecost, and we know that because mm-hmm. um, we know that people are going to be coming at us, right? Like, we know that this is just kind of part yeah. of it. I don't want people to think that because there's these things that are happening with the Antichrist, or like, you know, what you were talking about with uh, Richard Rohr, uh, Oprah or anything you know. like that. I don't want you to think that this is a surprise to God or that he needs to, you know, oh, it's time to pull out plan B because all these, this has always been plan A and he has always known that this stuff was going to happen. Mm-hmm. He always knew about the Antichrist coming and this is just evidence and proof of that. And so there's nothing to fear. There's nothing to freak out about. Just be aware, be on yeah. guard. And if someone speaks mm-hmm. something, test it against scripture and the way you know yep. that it's correct and in correct context of scripture is you read it correctly and you work through it from beginning to end you don't just cherry mm-hmm.
1: pick right so yeah yep um yep and yet again the importance of having a community of believers because it can be easy to, to test scripture on yeah. our own but then get our own interpretation and so it's really important to have other believers you can test it with and. um have that accountability yeah. too.
0: And also, I think in verse 23, it says, No one who denies the Son has the Father. And I think this is really important. Whoever confesses the Son has the Father also, because there's also this movement of like, Well, Jesus was just a really cool guy, or Jesus was just a great mm-hmm. prophet, a great teacher. Mm-hmm. And it's like, No, if you're going to deny that Jesus is God, then you're not, you do not believe in the Christian God, period. Right. And yep. so, there's that yep. as well. Um and also there's the C. S. Lewis saying it's good. Um, he can't he's either a liar, um, insane, or God.
1: Yep. Liar go. lunatic or liar lord. lunatic or lord.
0: I was trying to use, yeah. you know, I was paraphrasing. It was the message <laughs> <best> person. <situation. laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, because you <laughs> if you're claiming to be God, you are either God. You're crazy or you're lying and there are no other Mm -hmm. options and you can't be all three. You have to be, it's either or in that situation. Okay. Do you have anything else to add to that section? Good. That's it. And then on our acronym of bold, the last letter D, do something with what you've learned. And so um, there's a couple of questions we can ask to help us find the application. And I'm going to ask this to you now. Are you ready? All right. One, is this passage informing you or s- of something or calling you to do something?
1: I think it's calling you yeah, to do something. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, calling you to abide and hold fast. Yeah, to
0: and to not be distracted by the world and to not deny the sun. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, that was easy. Question two, yeah. <laughs> if this passage is calling you to do something, which it is, is it a faith action or a physical action? And what we mean by that is, is it calling you to do something with your faith or is it something that you physically need to go out and do?
1: Yeah. Um, I think it's a little bit of both in this one. You know, you have the physical, I think, in that first section with not chasing after material things. Um, and then I think it's a faith action In the second half of where are you putting your faith? Where are you putting your trust?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I agree 100%. Finally, what now? What do you do with it? I think that you uh, figure out what you believe and why. So that way you can defend your faith. Mm -hmm. And that way there's less of a temptation to deny
1: Christ as God. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I think also discerning what your strongholds might be. Um, Taking the time to really check your own heart and see, are you kind of sitting in one of these three in that first section of the desires of flesh, desires of the eyes or pride of life? Are any of these things holding you back from um, not necessarily having a deeper relationship with the Lord? Yes, that too, but even just the distractions um and keeping you from obedience maybe that's what i'm looking Absolutely. for.
0: Absolutely. All right. Well, this has been a lot of fun and i hope you guys enjoyed it. Um that's all we have for today. So, make sure you stay tuned in to listen to our sponsors and make sure that you uh get yourself a kid sponsor a child 30 bucks a month. Um and if you can't do that, pray with us that uh God will send people to do that. If you would like to learn more about us, go to www.theboldmovement.com. If you're interested in the Bold Movement Academy, you can visit us at www.tbm.academy. Other than that, ladies, go out. You are listening to the Talk Bible Tune podcast, hosted by Megan Rawlings and Emily Richardson. This has been a production of 1801 Media in association with The Bold Movement. For more information, please visit www.theboldmovement.com.
2: Hi, I'm Sydney English, the Director of Ministry Engagement here at Go Ministries. Go Ministries empowers local leaders to make disciples. I am living proof of that empowerment. Because of this, I'm going to sponsor a child through our Disciple First sponsorship program. This helps us provide education resources, mentorship opportunities, and more to kids in the Dominican Republic. Would you join me in sponsoring a disciple at $30 a month at gomin.org/sponsorship?